Hello and welcome to the Blue Collar Business Podcast. On this show, we talk about the highs and the lows of the reality of being in a hard business and how you might overcome and improve. And now, your host, Bryson Turner. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Blue Collar Business Podcast. I'm your host, Bryson Turner. Super happy to have you guys uh, with me here this week. I hope you guys are all doing well. Today's podcast topic um, is a little bit of a different one. I didn't really know uh, what I was going to do for this week's episode until until just a couple days ago. Um, Just was trying to think of something and then didn't even have to try to think of it. It just came to me um, and through a situation that I had. So this week's topic is going to be knowing when to say no and knowing when to stop. So there's going to be a couple different uh, scenarios in this just because it's been a couple different things. throughout business, throughout um, even just the last week or so, just with one specific happening. So we're going to go ahead and dive right into it. So I guess the first the first uh, situation I'm talking about is I got an estimate request a couple of days ago. So usually an estimate request goes something along the lines of, hey, I need a mowing estimate. Hey, I need uh, an estimate for mulch. Hey, I need an estimate for uh, whatever it be, a cleanup, something like that. And in and other uh, industries, it's it's probably something similar. If, you, if there's uh, things where you get bids, estimate quotes, all in the same. So, um, but this, this particular email that I received the other day said, um, I need to, you, I need you to mow the parts of my lawn that I, that my zero turn can't get to. So immediately I'm thinking <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not going to your house to mow. Like, I don't, I, I, I don't really know what I was thinking and like probably a hundred square feet of stuff, just like push mowing, just getting around it. Um, it ended up being a little bit bigger of an area, but immediately, even though, so I've, the people that are first-time listeners to the podcast, I just moved to Colorado about a month and a week ago or something like that, um, and it's incredibly hard to, especially in the landscaping industry, uh, now that it's, especially in, even in August, like the season's winding down, right? Especially with mowing, mowing's only going to go on for another month and a half, maybe, maybe a little bit more than that, a month, month, a month and a half, two months. So everybody's kind of already got that locked in, right? Everybody's already got um, their landscaper, their whatever. So I, I have a cousin who's here. He used to be my co-host. Um, and so he, I've talked to him pretty frequently. And even though he is having a ton of jobs on the schedule, he's staying super busy. Um, even he's like, I, yeah, I haven't actually gotten any new customers, new contacts. It's all just been recurring work from the same people wanting more stuff done, wanting different stuff done, or maybe them telling their neighbors about it. It's not been, um, hey, I found you on next door. Hey, I got your your door hanger, your whatever. So even though I got this lead, I think it was from next door, it was very tempting to say, yeah, we'll go ahead and do that. Um, It's whatever the minimum or whatever. But then I started thinking more and more about, so what happens when he doesn't mow his lawn? And then I mow the stuff and it's off. It looks weird. Um, half it's mowed, half it's not. What happens when he mows and he wants me to come, but I don't can't come because it's we're only on a certain day and we're going to come the same day every two weeks, every week or whatever. So just kind of thinking of like, so if it's not going to be the entire lawn or even an entire section, if it was an entire section of the lawn, like, hey, um, I can get the entire front yard with my zero turn, but I need the backyard done. Something that's not really like seen, right? If it was like, oh, I want to cut the you to cut the first half of my lawn and I'll cut the second half of my lawn, like that's that's just never going to work, right? Because there's going to be different heights, different anything like that. Um, and that's, I mean, it's the same thing in every other industry, right? Uh, if 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 the customer wants to do half the job, like that's almost always a no go for me. Of uh, or even if the customer's like, hey, I'll help you with the job. The job is always. Hey, we're going to quote you for the job that 
you asked to be done, right? We're going to quote you for the entire thing. Because when an 80-year-old man comes outside, and this happens all the time, and I'm sure it happens to you guys as well, when an 80-year-old man comes outside and says, yeah, I'll come help you guys uh, with laying rocks or uh, spreading mulch or this cleanup, raking, raking pine needles, raking leaves, whatever, or another industry, I'll come help you with this service. 95% of the time, either they do no work or the work actually makes you it makes you take longer just because you're having to tell them what to do. You're having to help them fix their work, whatever. So that, with that being said, it, it just wasn't going to ever work, right? There was no there was no point in mowing part of his lawn um, and him just mowing the rest of it because I figured it was like corners, that kind of stuff. Maybe he doesn't have a weed whacker. It is wild grass. So it ended up being a quite um, a much larger section uh, than it was before, but I still uh, – it's just, again, it's the same thing. Uh, he wanted me to like basically mow by a ditch. You don't have to weed whack most of it. And he, he was like, well, 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 I'll mow the entire lawn, and you can just like weed whack by this ditch, which, which again, is never going to work, right? Because as somebody who's not looking for an entire service, it's, it's just never going to work. So I think, actually, there's a chance they might hire me for landscaping or for uh, residential snow, but that's, a, that's kind of a different uh, topic. So that, that's the first one of saying, of saying, no. So it's, like I said, it's getting to the part of the season where um, even if you're not a new business, jobs might be slowing down, depending where are you where you are, excuse me, in the country. Um, and if, this is if you're in the landscaping industry. And it may be similar to uh, other industries, maybe completely flipped on its head. So if this is completely flipped on its head, go listen to this video in six months from now, or this episode in six months from now. Regardless of when you're listening to this, there is a time in the season where, or there's a time in the year where the season gets slow, Right. In, in August, people start to maybe drop off for mowing. Maybe it's more like next month that people will drop off for mowing. Um, people are wanting less services. Maybe you can get them for some fall services and you get winter snow and stuff like that. So it's tempting, right? Because especially in the winter, if you get snow, it's hard to keep bringing in revenue. It's really hard to keep bringing in revenue. If you if you have snow, if all you can do is plow, maybe some Christmas lights, whatever. Everybody's looking for a way to make ends meet. It's mostly a uh, almost like not not necessarily branding, but almost like a respect thing. Of uh, this company is not going to go and mow half a lawn, or a third of a lawn, or a fourth of a lawn. In this case, it'd be more like a fifth of a lawn. We're not going to go mow this tiny bit of lawn. We'd rather we, we'll for sure mow your entire lawn. But in or, like in order to, I guess the general rule of thumb is if you have to rely on the customer to complete anything routinely that leads to the success of the of the look of the lawn or of the whatever industry you're in it's generally not a good idea another thing is a couple of episodes back um we did i did a, a episode on burnout right and this burnout episode it was talking about how if you're not doing things that you enjoy somewhat consistently at least then it's you're going to get burnt out. It, it, burnout's a real thing. It's really hard to avoid, and it's really hard to get out of that burnout hole without changing something majorly up. You have to completely flip the switch, flip everything, and just to do something completely different with your uh, with your life in the short term, and to be able to escape burnout at least quickly. So if you're doing this, if you're going in, you're going in. Uh, maybe you're mow this part of the lawn, and the customer calls you back uh, after you've already left. Maybe it's three days later, and they're like, "Hey, you missed this part of the lawn." Uh, you're like, "Well, I'm not cutting the entire lawn, so I can't actually tell what parts I'm supposed to cut." Well, well, you're supposed to do. We already went over this. So you're supposed to do this. Well, sir, there's 18 different spots I'm supposed to mow. How am I like? It's really hard, and and you haven't mowed for three weeks, and so all of it's the same height, and I don't know what you're gonna be able to get, what you're not gonna be able to get. I can't possibly remember 18 different spots. It's it's like, and that's just more strife that you're gonna have with your customers. So it's really really hard. 
uh, to avoid that. Another thing is, it's it's the sim similar, uh, I guess, idea and just in life, general general life, like people pleasing almost. Of if you're always giving, 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 giving. And like always on the crappy end of stuff, right? Like, hey, can you do me this small favor? But really, it's not a small favor. It's a, it's actually a rather crappy favor. Or even if it is a small favor, but you're just doing it over and over and over and over and over and over again. And you're not, uh, not, not that you have to take from people, but you're not being given back to, right? I guess that's more of the, the better way to put it. If you're not giving, being, uh, sorry, given back to, that's also going to lead to burnout. It's the same thing of if we're doing all this small stuff where uh, people are going to be constantly complaining, uh, somebody's constantly asking for more, asking for something specific, small, that's going to take so much extra time to schedule, to figure out where you have to mow, all that different stuff. It's going to lead to burnout. I think this is going to end up being a little bit of a shorter episode. It always, I always say that, and it always never is, but I think we're about eight minutes in or whatever. We've got a couple more things to talk about. So uh, another thing is knowing when to knowing when to stop, right? So little bit of a backstory. I um I ordered, let's see, I think I ordered a hundred yard signs, uh, and I got like two thousand mowing door hangers for when we moved here, right? I was gonna hit the ground hard, I was gonna get going, um, pass all these door hangers and just get maybe ten customers, right? Or twenty customers. Twenty customers out of two thousand door hangers is one percent and it's pretty that's that'd be that'd be about pretty expected, right? The problem is I uh, I think I did 75 uh, yard signs, and I passed out probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 400 door hangers, right? And the funny thing is, too, they shipped it to the wrong house because I just moved. Even though I put in my address, apparently, I don't know if it didn't save um, in Vistaprint or whatever, it didn't save. They shipped it to my other house. They shipped 2,000 door hangers to my other house where my dad still was in Colorado. So I called them. I was like, hey, you shipped to the wrong place. They're like, sorry, we'll get you a reorder. So then I got 2,000 shipped to my place, and then those other two got brought to my place, and I have 4,000 door hangers. So I passed out like 400 of them over a weekend. It's been three weeks now, zero calls. It's been three weeks now since I passed out uh, the yard signs, zero calls. So you, the other part of this topic is knowing when to stop, right? If I'm expecting to get, even if you expected to get a 1% return rate, which is Maybe a little bit below average, but if you got that, it'd be like, all right, we're, this is working, right? Um, I passed up 400 and got not a single lead. And a further testament to that is usually on next door, really regardless any time of the year, right? You can kind of post and really a ton of people will see it, even if you don't put an ad on there. And I mean, you're going to get leads, right? I have gotten literally maybe five leads. Maybe five leads, maybe maybe six. One person denied, so maybe six leads. Whether it be for mowing, I got one cleanup, like one, whatever. Six leads, and I pass out four hundred direct door hangers with a specific price written on their thing. That was it was pre-written, like before we went and passed them out. But I I wrote on every single one the price, and zero zero response. So in this case, like. It, t- it took me an entire two day, or probably like a day and a half, probably, well, probably closer to a day, to go pass out all those door hangers. Why would I keep in going passing out those door hangers, wasting more of my time when I have other stuff to do? Right? I don't have customers right now, but I have a different job. I have the the, the job I'm working with a hardscaping crew, um, and that's, I mean, it's it's taught me an incredible amount. Right? I, I kind of talked about in the beginning of like, hey, I hope that um, I'll learn something because obviously I'm not being paid like a crazy amount. It's, it's a decent wage, but it's not a crazy amount. 
So I'm being paid this decent wage, but like I would not be working for this company if I wasn't learning a ton of stuff. So I learned how to do a retaining wall, probably going to learn how to, I've like done flagstone walkways, uh, saw, I mean, I already knew how to do saw, but it was kind of just more of like a reaffirming thing. All these things, and I've learned how to do this, which is exponentially worth more than whatever I'm being paid per hour, because then I can go and offer these to my customers and be paid way more for offering it to my customers. So I have other things that I could be doing. I have this podcast. I have, a, like, I have, a, well, obviously, I have a family, not, not my own family, but like, I have siblings, parents. I have that work. I have uh, the customer, the couple customers that I do have. I have this. I have, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to make friends, man, but it's, it's a little bit hard, uh, especially not in school yet, which I, I'm unfortunately starting in two days. So long story short, the door hangers are not working. And so why would I keep going passing those out? At this rate, if it was 4,000 door hangers, I already passed out 400. It took me 10 days to pass them out. And at this rate, when I got zero, maybe I get a couple customers. But the amount of time that it's going to take to pass me them out, literally full, like 10 full days, 80 hours of work to go get maybe a couple customers that like we'll keep them for this year. And maybe they'll stay for next year. Maybe. Turn, like the, the chances are if they're dropping somebody in mid-season, they may not be the most ideal customer. Now, next year, unfortunately, um, these door hangers are going to be obsolete, so it's like I can't even use them. They're going to be obsolete for a reason I can't necessarily say yet because um, just everything's not 100% con confirmed with it. But these are going to be obsolete. So I have $1,600 uh, $1, door hangers I paid for, it, another 2000 that got sent to me for free, really. 1600 door hangers I paid for, I paid like $318 for 2000 door hangers. So it's a lot of door hangers that I still have just left laying around. But I have to know that if I, like, if I don't just stop, I may just waste all this time. And this could be with anything, right? This could be with an employee, right? Maybe, maybe this employee is just awful. You're like, oh, I need laborers. Uh, I'll just put up with them for two more weeks. Like that is going to lead to the burnout we're talking about. That is going to lead to unprofessionalism in the company when this dude's drinking, smoking, vaping, whatever on the property, leaving crap behind, not being in uniform. You have to know and just, like, just cut it out because at a certain point, keeping going, just like putting up with it is not worth it at some point. It doesn't, it's, just, it's just not worth it. I would rather be behind on the schedule than a customer drop me because we're unprofessional. Because being behind on the schedule, we can reconcile, we can make amends, we can try to speed up, find some, find maybe two guys in the next two weeks to keep up, to get back up with the, with the schedule. But if you lose that customer, you lose that customer, and you lose every customer they would have told through word of mouth. That's kind of the problem. And the same thing with the customer. If the customer's giving you hell every single week. Oh, you missed this spot. Oh, you missed this spot. That guy was dirty. That guy, uh, you guys came in the morning. and two, It was too early. It was 8 a.m. It was too early. You guys came in the morning. You guys didn't come in the afternoon. You guys came in the afternoon. Why didn't you come in the morning? You didn't tell me uh, 10 minutes before you're going to be here so I could pick up the dog poop. You woke me up at 8 a.m. As if that wasn't like an, a very, very, very acceptable time to start in the morning and like, that's kind of known by everybody. If there's somebody who's giving you those problems every single week, you didn't cut the grass too short, you cut the grass too high. I guess that's the same thing. You didn't cut the grass too short. Uh, you did, I don't know. What you, you get what I'm trying to say. Just complaining about every single little thing. Right? I, I think the biggest, um, the biggest, this is a little bit of a tangent, the biggest um, 
amount of complaints I get are from signing for people up for biweekly. And then, uh, which biweekly means every 14 days, right? It means uh, biweekly, every two weeks, every 14 days. So if it's a Monday, it won't be next Monday, but it'll be next Monday. It'll be ne- it won't be next Monday, but it'll be next Monday. And sometimes those cuts happen to line up on the 1st, the 15th, and the, and the 29th, which, or the 3rd, whatever, which <laughs> a lot of customers can't understand because when they say biweekly, most of the time they think like, oh, yeah, biweekly will mean there's four, there's four weeks in a month, right? Biweekly will mean... Um, two times a month, right? But four weeks in a month would actually mean 28 days every single month. And there's not, well, there is in one, there's 31 days in some months. There's 30 days in some months. There's 29 days. Actually, I don't know if there's 29 days in a month. I don't know. That's not really my area of expertise. So there's other days, just like if there was four weeks in a month, you'd only have 48 weeks in a year instead of 52. For people that are working a job where they get um, a check every single week, you'll know that four months out of the year, you get a, an extra check because it happens to line up on the like that Monday happens to happen five times in that in that um, in that month. So you get an extra check. That Sunday happens five times in a month. It happens four times in a year. You get an extra check. The same thing happens with biweekly clinic. Four months out of the year, if my route's on a Monday. Four months out of the year, it's going to be the 1st, the 15th, and the 29th. So a lot of people are very, 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 very confused about that. A customer that just won't let go of that, just stop. Like, I don't care if you have one customer. That one customer, unless you just really want to put up with him or her, that one customer is not worth, like, you just wanting to not do business anymore because you just can't even put up with them. Like, oh, this is, this is really what business is going to be like, right? I don't even want to do business. That one customer is not worth it. There's not uh, one customer that is worth, but well, I sh- in general, there is not a customer that is worth just putting up with their crap week after week after week after week. Unless they're paying you like a million dollars a year to do something, then maybe we can make sacrifices, right? But there's not a customer that's worth than just complaining every single week, every single other week. You have to know when to stop and say no because it's going to lead to that burnout as well. Like I said, this is going to be a fairly short episode. I think we're at uh, we're probably 15, 15 to 18 minutes now um, just based off the time that I have recording. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, we, uh, we're doing pretty well on Instagram. If you guys don't follow us on Instagram yet, um, I think it's the blue color biz, or like the underscore blue underscore and then like the rest of it's like the word then underscore the blue color business podcast. And I think we've, I mean, we're doing okay, right? We actually have had a lot of organic growth. It's not a ton of people, but we got like 60 something people. And a, a bit of that's been organic growth of like, I haven't told the companies, I haven't told the individual people um, that we have an Instagram account. I have messaged them. They just started following us. And I look at them, I'm like, nope, definitely have had zero contact with these people ever. So that's kind of cool. If you are a company um, that follows us on Instagram, or even if you don't follow us on Instagram and you want to be on the podcast, um, there's a rare chance that you would want to, but in the case that you do, we'd totally, I'd totally be up for that. I'd love to interview. I want to start getting into interviewing some more business owners, some more, I mean, you don't even have to be a business owner, right? You could have invented something maybe that changed your industry. Maybe you're a, a speaker in your industry. Maybe you're a speaker just in general. I'd love to interview you. That'd be awesome. For a couple of weeks, I was wondering if I was going to keep doing the podcast after John left. I know I talked about this a little bit uh, last, last episode. That was part of the reason that um, 
we didn't upload for a couple weeks other than just also be just being super busy trying to figure out everything adjusting. Um, there was a while that I was wondering if I wanted to do the podcast, but I think I'm definitely going to stick with it. Um, as long as I can keep thinking of, uh, topics to talk about, as long as I can keep uh, getting people to talk with, hopefully we'll get Mark from Blackhawk landscape on within, I, I'm not going to make any promises cause maybe not, maybe he doesn't want to. Um, but, or maybe I just, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, so, yeah, if, it, if there's anybody who listens to it and wants to be on it, that'd be totally fine with me. Uh, I'd love to interview you. So uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Um, whatever platform you're on, I think we're on Apple and Spotify, just uh, those two right now. I don't really remember what you can do to give a good rating, but whatever platform you're on, you know what you, know what you can do. It's either like or five star or leave a review or whatever it is. Please make sure you do that. It severely helps us out. Um, we're doing pretty good on listeners. That's a lot better than I, uh, John and I thought we would. And the origin, uh, I guess in the so thank you guys uh, so much for tuning in to this episode of the Blue Collar Business Podcast, and we'll see you next time right here.